This episode is brought to you by Uber Lube, the best silicone-based lubricant. It is my favorite. Why is it your favorite, Mother? It goes on really smooth and it stays on long, and that's important. This is the key. I've actually, I've masturbated with this thing. Oh, I like the way you get well, really I didn't shy expect, about that. I didn't expect to actually admit that during this this advertisement, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it lasts a long time. Do you have to worry about lasting long? Oh, thank you, Mother. <laughs> well, this is, this is a scent-free... Color-free, awesome silicone lubricant. Go to uberlube.com, enter promo code MOM, you'll get free shipping. uberlube.com, U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial. And my son, you know, is stand-up comic, mime, and clown. Together we chat about sex. Why do we do it, mother? We do it for a lot of reasons, but mainly to entertain and enlighten and to break down those barriers between what people talk about because it's just not talked about enough. It's called sex. I hate this intro. I have to go take a dump. What? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. My mother has just left the room. She's getting her colonoscopy tomorrow, so she's taking a colonoscopy prep medication and unfortunately, we've not been able to record the intro to this this episode because she keeps having to run to the bathroom to shit herself. So I'll take over the interview or the, the introduction from now on. We have a wonderful episode coming up. I can't believe I'm doing this without her. I'm going to pause the interview. I'll be back very soon. So my mother... The shitter is back. Okay. <laughs> I got to tell you something. I feel like I lost 25 pounds just now. This is disgusting. I, d- I don't want to hear about this, mother. But I don't think I could have made it through this entire episode. You haven't made it through this entire episode. Okay. You literally have been shitting nonstop since we tried starting to, ro- to record this. I don't think I could have made it through my, my prep without Tushy. The bidet. It, it, it is a game changer when you're having to go through something like this. T-U-S-H-Y. I, I thought I was going to have to use like 40 different rolls of toilet paper and I didn't. I, and this, this tushy just just like cleans you off immediately. It's like, the, it's like a one, two, three shot. Do you want to describe what you were experiencing just now? Yes. It was basically like I was peeing out of my butthole. And this is why tushy can really help you. Yes. Because you don't have to like... It washes you. I can't even imagine what I would do without it. It It's unbelievable. It it really is a game changer. It's a game changer. I've never needed it so much as I just did now. They're not even sponsoring this episode. I swear. I don't care. We still need to talk about that. I need to tell tushy, thank you. You have really saved me. A colonoscopy... Yeah, it's just a horrible thing to go through, but having this tushy to wipe your clean is amazing. Try entering promo code MOM at checkout. Hopefully by that time we'll have we'll have some sort of arrangement with them. Okay. <laughs> but right now I got to tell it, you something. It, it, at hellotushy.com. Okay. Uh, Hello Tushy is a savior. Okay. Can we can we get on yes, with the show, Mother? Yes. Okay. I can't it, guarantee how long I can last, but yes. By the way, there was a shitty introduction. All right, let's start the get intro. It? A shitty introduction. I'm okay. sorry that I had shit in the middle of the shitty introduction. Okay. I wanted to say we talk about sex not to enlighten. It's to open up the conversation around sex because there's so much shame around it. Oh. And because we need to we need to uh, talk about it 
in order to improve it. And enlighten. And so this episode, we do exactly that with someone who has done this in Silicon Valley. Oh, my God. We bring on an expert who is, she considers herself a vagipreneur. And her name is Rachel Cher. Rachel Braun Cheryl. Okay. (laughs) I think this shit is getting to you. (laughs) Rachel Braun Cheryl is, she's brilliant the fellow Stanford person she, like, like you. Yep. She she went to Stanford and, and she uh she basically has built up a and worked on a ton of sex tech companies, including uh, one that is famous for being like similar to the female Viagra. Right. But she she says it's slightly different just because men and women are different in this way and we'll get into that in this interview. Yeah, we don't want to tell you too much because it's really exciting what she's doing. She also wrote a book recently called Orgasmic Leadership, which you can check out. I really like the book because she has a lot of different female entrepreneurs in there and they're all talking about how they did what they did. But what she, she what I like the best. Yeah. You go ahead. I I think we're about to say the same thing. What? How she asked them the yes. same questions. Yes. Yeah. Can you remember the name of the questionnaire? Yeah. It was the pivot questionnaire. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I really like the, the questions and we actually answer the questions ourselves we, on this podcast. We were joking earlier that you have mush for brains. and I, I have mush for a tush. <laughs> the, the brain is intact. The, the tush is not. The tush, I'm telling you, I have a complete cleansing. Okay. All right. And what's sick is I'm going to do a, I have to do another one in um, a couple hours. Oh my uh, god! I can't. I don't You're know. not going to be able to sleep tonight. You're I know. Shitting the bed. I don't think any shit does even come out anymore. Oh See what, what we're doing? We're not even just talking about sex. We're talking about things that people and don't talk about. Why don't? Why don't we talk no about? No one wants it? to hear about your <laughs> sh- piss shit. Okay. <laughs> That's why. All I'm right. sure everyone wants to hear, especially those in my you know age what? group. That any anybody over the age of fifty has to have a colonoscopy. They're actually recommending forty five these days. Okay, so we do the pivot questionnaire, which is a very fun uh, little Q and A with us to get to, you get to know our personal. Like you don't know that en- enough of that. In case you ourselves. guys, in case you didn't know a lot about us personally, we also hear we, the, we do the questionnaire. Yeah. Well, I, I've of course was learning about you. Um, <laughs> Not in a good way. Uh, I I would like to mention that we have if if you enjoy this 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 podcast, I do enjoy it. I know you enjoy it. You're talking to the listeners. Yes, if you listener enjoy it, of course they enjoy it. Go to Patreon.com/slash Sex Talk with My Mom. We've been putting up some very funny content for oh. all of our members of the community, uh, including what it's been like with my mom all day taking colonoscopy <laughs> prep medications. Very, we have video footage. It's called The Lens. So and you have to I check out say, Patreon. I will say that as one of the, I thought it was a joke, you know, to say, oh, you know, I, you're taking colonoscopy prep. I, I'm going to take it. Why not? And You uh, took one sip and shit your guts out. <laughs> First, I, I, would try, I was late to my gym class. Because you were shitting from literally a, a, not even a teaspoon yes. of, of the prep, which I drank like 16 ounces of okay, it. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway. Um, this so, is, this so go is to, definitely go to, if you want this, bon- this bonus content, go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. It's also a great way to help us out. We, you know, we don't get any money from doing this thing. And, and you'll except, be our, our family then. Yes, we would, we would really love it's it. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash sex talk with my mom. Dot com slash sex talk with I my mom. I always screw it up. Okay. You know what I mean? Also, we got a survey going on where it's we're giving away over three hundred dollars worth of WeVibe toys. Uh, to, to one winner, Babeland is providing us with Babeland.com is providing us with a WeVibe set to one winner. 
if you fill out our survey at sextalkwithmymom.com, it takes five minutes and you'll be entered to win. And if you uh, enjoy surveys, I think you'll find that this one in particular will give us good insight. Good, give us good insight as to who you are, and that way we will be able to give a shit. Well, if we can tailor our podcast around our audience, you know how we can tailor it too. If you text or call us at yes text mom, yes, you like that transition? Yeah, I do like that. Yes text mom is our hotline. Or I know you don't like when I call it the hotline. It's our phone number. That's our dog dying in the corner of the room. Why? If you can't hear that. <laughs> Why is he wheezing? I don't know if it's your ass or the dog it's at this point. It's definitely my ass is intact right now. All right. Thanks to Tushy. I'm excited to talk with if If you want to know about the business of sex, how to create a, sec, a women-run sex tech company, you should definitely uh, stay tuned for this episode. We had such a great time chatting with Rachel Braun Cheryl. And uh, mom, you're whispering. Yeah, what are you? What were you whispering? I just want to remind you that I'd like to read that uh, that question because. Oh, you're right. We had a question from yeah. a listener that, yeah. that that came in, and you I forgot you wanted to address this. I, I want to address this. I you know, sometimes my mom we're, we're in the middle of recording something, <laughs> and she starts whispering to me like you guys don't hear that she's whispering, <laughs> and, and then I have to like go through and try to remember where she's whispering and edit it out. Uh, and I, you know, I, don't you think it's awkward when they, when a, a listener is just like, oh, what the fuck? I was are they I was to miming and you weren't picking now up on the mic. It's not miming mind. when you're literally there's sound coming out of your mouth or ass at this point. I don't know what it is. <laughs> All right, here's the question. <laughs> it's uh, from, do you want to read it? It's you're from, not supposed to read the name. All right, just okay. So it's from a listener. You can read it. <laughs> Hi, so I've been having a bit of an issue with self-confidence. It's a female listener. I've been having a bit of an issue with self-confidence in the bedroom. I just just got into a serious relationship and we haven't had sex yet, but we're doing basically everything but sex. Not but sex, but sex. I thought when you just said that, I thought you meant but sex. But but sex or but sex? But sex. She hasn't had sex. Okay, go ahead. When I have clothes on, I am normally very confident with my body. My issue is when I start taking my clothes off, I become very conscious of how naked I am, and I, it's starting to cause a bit of an issue in the bedroom, mainly because I'm so in my head, I can't really enjoy it. Any tips to try and get out of my head and be more confident in the bedroom? My boyfriend is, my boyfriend is really supportive of me and tells me I'm beautiful every time I start freaking out, but I just want to be able to not be in my head so much and not be afraid in front of him. Wow. I, I've I've felt that insecurity before too. Who wants to show the your penis to someone? What? I never want feel the the first time showing my dick to someone. I'm like, Ugh, what's wrong with your dick? I just get in my head. I, oh, what's dick. wrong with my dick? At one point, you said it was a. <laughs> you saw a clone of it and thought it was adorable. But you so it's not to, like it's ex- not like this mammoth cock that is going to be very impressive to any any you, woman or. Excuse me. That's a whole porn thing that the women give a fuck about dicks. Okay. And it's a porn thing that men give a fuck about boobs. I'm just saying I relate to this listener. Do you have a solution to yes, for I her do. to be more confident in the bedroom? Yes. What? Turn off the fucking lights. <laughs> That's what I say to that. Turn off the yes. lights? Yes. Keep darkness is Mime our... around? You da- stumble into the person to see... Oh, no. is this a human over here? Darkness is our friend. What she needs to do, she turns the lights off, make sure that the draperies are down. She Move. starts fucking a chair. No. She they, lights a candle oh, just so you see candle. a little silhouette. Okay. I think that it's very arousing when you're hooking up with someone to be able to see them. No, <laughs> it's not arousing if you're nervous and insecure about body parts. You know, when I get nervous and insecure mm. about whether what I'm doing, I'm fully comfortable with. I start 
Stammering, and we know that. No, but beyond stammering. Premature ejaculation. No, mom. Can you just not fill this in with all the shit? <laughs> I, I start my... I, all of the blood rushes to my penis, okay? Because I'm very aroused. So much so that the rest of my extremities start getting very Numb. cold. I literally get cold. The rest of my body gets very cold and my teeth start chattering. <laughs> this is something very... I swear to God this happens. You know what? I have been doing a YouTube channel for since 2012. I've never, ever heard anything this ridiculous in my life. My, my memoir is going to be called... My memoir, Frozen? It's going to be called Frozen. It's going to be called Hot cold, Dick. Cold and Coming. Cold and Coming? <laughs> that is my memoir. I think it's going to call it Hot Dick, Frozen Body. You bring new. So I thought I had a frozen shoulder. You have an entire frozen body. I'm all try, your ex- I try to like pretend like it's not happening. Like that, that my teeth are not actually your chattering. Your teeth are chattering. Yes. Is it, it cold it, out? You like live in California. It feels like a, I'm back in Chicago, and I'm I'm like in the fucking snow, in with just nothing except a burning dick. <laughs> If you if you've experienced this, listener, please t- call or text us. No one yes, is gonna, text mom. No I'm one, pretty sure there's someone out there. No that gets one cold. is going to relate to that. Someone's get someone gets. I mean, cold. I have cold extremities. I got to be honest, but not like this. The, is, I get this from you. Yes. What the hell? I'm not. My teeth aren't chattering. You're to blame for this. Nope. You know what I did read though, and this <laughs> is true. This is true. If you wear socks, you have a better orgasm. Get out of here with I'm this. I'm not kidding you. What the fuck is this? Just try it. Maybe it's because they're, they're yeah, you're you, ke- keeping warm. Yeah. It doesn't, to be quite honest, it doesn't really matter what I'm wearing. I could be completely clothed. <laughs> I could be in a sauna. Do you have- and if someone I'm attracted to starts coming on to me and I'm not sure what's going on, I start chattering. <laughs> do you, do you, <laughs> wait, do you wear like a, like a, some sort of a scarf and a parka to bed? I should. You know, Can I've you imagine done, if you're wearing ski gloves to bed? Know, this happened once and the girl was like, do you want to like, do you want me to wrap you in like a cocoon, like a cocoon in my blanket? No. Swaddle you like an infant? It's <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing. Someone yeah, asked if they should swaddle. embarrassing. Someone asked if they should swaddle. <laughs> this poor girl thinks she, her problems are bad. She got nothing. She, she had yeah. nothing on you, yeah. okay? This, this listener that that emailed us, you're not alone. You're not okay? alone, okay? And you it, have Cam. Say, you, if Cam, you're not, Cam can relate to you. He's, his teeth are chattering. If you're not developing hypothermia, you're on <laughs> uh, you're on the right track. But listener, there is another thing I'd recommend, okay? From the Pleasure Mechanics, actually. You have him, I mean, I, I think this will help your self-confidence as well. I don't know if your body issues are because you think you're too skinny, too fat or whatever. You didn't, you know, go into detail, but you keep that candlelight going and then have him start by giving you a nice butt massage. (laughs) Hold on. You feel like you're too skinny or too fat. You're not. Whatever her. Whatever. Let's be a little more like. uh, like I don't know what it is. You know, some people will. No, I don't know what her. What her. I'm not saying she is. Her perception of herself. Her her body. uh, Yeah. Body dysmorphia or whatever. Your your solution is to. Land. Yeah. Everybody. To massage her ass. Yeah. Because everyone looks looks good when they're laying on their stomach. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's true. And also, it's a great way to, to warm d- up the butt. And to, to warm up the body. Wait, when you talk about your frozen dick, do you also have a frozen ass? No, the dick is on fire. <laughs> I mean, the, the when, lower, you have, I mean when you talk about your fiery dick, <laughs> the do you lower also. The quadrant is on fire. And, but what about your ass? Probably sweating. 
sweating. Oh, I'm so not the sure. heat no, resonated. No, quite honestly, I'm not sure. Like you a know, this, Saturn around this your happened, Wait, this happened in the meeting the other day with the Dr. Phil people. What? This is, remember, I started chanting. It was so cold in the, it was cold in that room. Why are you talking about this? We you can talk about, you can say that, that we No, I'm saying you, you, you said we shouldn't tell anybody about this big surprise that we're meeting Dr. Phil's group. All right. Well, we're not talking the, about it. The, the jig is up. They're not, to, we're not talking about it. All right. We are talking TV. Okay. <laughs> the jig is you up. You want to talk about it. I do. It's okay, very we don't exciting. Need to, we don't need to talk about all it right, right now. Right, but well. let's, let's just say that we were in a meeting with Dr. Phil's people. <laughs> And I started chattering, okay? What? I started chattering. Was your dick on and fire? My, I, I, I walked out of the meeting and my back was complete. It, the, sh- the back of my shirt was completely soaked in sweat. What about your dick? Was it on fire? Probably. Oh my God. No, I, I was not getting aroused during the meeting. But I, I, my body does weird ass things something with regard is, to heat. Yes. There's something definitely not right. This you, is another wait, thing you know I'm going to have to bring up with my with my uh, internist. No, you know you no, don't not. My physician needs no, to get, hear yeah, about this one. Poor physician is going to tell you to get the fuck out of his office again. But but I was thinking maybe Reiki would work with your fiery dick. Well, I think this. I think the Reiki. <laughs> I'm glad that you think this is funny. What do you mean? What do you mean Reiki is going to work with the firing dick? Yeah. Maybe Reiki when they when they do all this like like one time I, I had this you Reiki think I person. Need penis Reiki? I had it's called the root chakra. I got some. I got the root chakra is on fire. Right, something's got to be released. All right, can we get to this episode? <laughs> <laughs> we got to You are this. This is going off the rails. I did derail you. It started you. with you with the shitting everywhere. I'm so and it sorry. Ended with me with the fucking f- frozen frozen body. Frozen hot, corpse, hot, fiery, hot, hot dick, <laughs> hot dick, frozen rest of body. All right, and, and are your ears cold too? F- <laughs> literally ice cold. No, I start sn- I, like snot starts coming. I was out gonna like, say like I'm in like I'm in an igloo. <laughs> <laughs> I start dripping from the nose. Do any of their ex lovers did they did they think you're odd? Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm honestly so surprised that anyone... Do you have anyone, somebody that we can bring on the show that can discuss this with us? Uh, my friend... No, my friend is very aware of this, but he it's a guy. What? I, I just have told him you many stories f- about how I've Fiery gotten, dick with him? No, I don't get a fiery dick with him, but I've told him. So that would not be fun. I mean, I'm telling you as much as I've told him, but... No, I want to get him on. You... I, I, we are going to discuss this, and I want to know what he thinks as a fellow friend... <laughs> Human being, what he, he makes re- fun of me. Is he funny. makes fun of you because he yes. knows that this is insane. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if we can get him on for the morning after show. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right, but we Guys, do. I want to read one review. Mom, come on. What? Just a quick. No, just mom. A it's like the whole episode. If you want to be. No, let, it's the whole episode. We got to go to this. We got to go. We got to do the interview. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the fiery dickies. <laughs> It worked. That worked the time. We're going to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Uber Lube. Mother, why do you love Uber Lube? I've tried them all, kid. And I got to tell you, Uber Lube is the way to go. First of all, let's talk about the packaging. It's in a beautiful glass bottle. They have two different types. One is like this, you know, nightstand type, which I use. And the other is a travel one. Yeah. If you guys were at all wondering whether my mother is bashful with her nightstand, it's amazing what is left out there. Yeah, but Uber Lube is... Uber Lube is a crown jewel on your nightstand. Yes. My friends all love it too. So you can use it for sex, but you can also use it for sport. Your hair. 
I I actually would use this. I put this in my butt to prevent me from okay. chafing. That's TMI. While I run. Okay. Also nipples, by the way. Anyway, but I got to tell you something else that's great for. What? Removing your makeup. Which is also useful for me. What? I, what? I wear my makeup sometimes. <laughs> this is course. very good for removing my makeup. Of course. But anyway, the bottom it's line the is... It's the best lube for sex for sure. That's it's, the main It's long thing. lasting. It's scentless. And it doesn't affect your pH balance negatively. I highly recommend going to uberlube.com and entering promo code MOM for free shipping. Uberlube. U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's delightful to be with you both. We're excited to have you. I, I we've never had a vagipreneur on the show, and so I always love hearing that. Yes, we're we're very excited. Your book is incredible. I uh, thank you. What a story! Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, business is never boring. That I'll say. <laughs> so you were in the first few pages of it you said you you bring up the fact that it would be very challenging for you to actually have the dis, this dis, sex discussion with your kids but it seemed to be coming up all the time right so when i first got into the space so i spent most of my career building brands and businesses both for myself and other people and a little over a decade ago a venture capitalist handed us a business plan for a product that was the first um true product and sexual arousal I ever worked in, um, which improved arousal, desire, and satisfaction for women. Which is and kind of, was in- it's kind of like the, the female version of Viagra you described yeah, as. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I do want to get back to that. People say that a lot. And the reason it's a bit of a misnomer is really related to how complicated female sexual response is relative to male. So just, you know, telling you stuff you probably already know. But male sexual response is fairly straightforward and it works like a hydraulic pump so that when you use a product like Viagra, which is a vasodilator and essentially increases blood flow, the pump works and you're in business. Um, For women, because there's such a complex interconnectivity of different systems at play, so it's physiological, psychological, contextual, behavioral, emotional, just increasing blood flow alone is nice but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't solve all of the issues. So one of the reasons that we're constantly having these discussions about the female Viagra is because it, there's no one hit wonder. There's too many different aspects of female sexual response that need to be responded to or, or attended to. So is this is yeah. interesting. Do you, have you felt the need mom to, to, would you love a, a product that helps you with your arousal? You know what? Yes. I think there are times that I I could definitely see that hormonally I'm not as stimulated as I used to be. Um, it could be, like she said, a number of factors, of course, but um, I would totally try something. Um, and I've tried a lot of stuff on my own. And, you know, it's just uh, the main thing I'm talking about here. And the reason we do our show in general is because people don't talk about it, especially women don't talk about it. They're embarrassed. They think there's something wrong and when with you- them. And it's it's absolutely true. And when you approach it from a business perspective, it makes it incredibly challenging to build a business, to build a conversation, to build awareness when there's no common vocabulary. So we're now in year 21 of a world that has Viagra and other products in it. And the language we hear around sexual desire and arousal is bigger, longer, stronger. And after doing research for decades with thousands of women, those words don't apply. They do not generally think of sex or intimacy as a performance activity. And it's so scary. Even. We, I think yeah. it's even yeah. worse than that. I remember when I first heard about Viagra, um, back in the day I was married, 
And I was like, oh my God, this is like a nightmare. I, I don't want someone staying hard for four days. I mean, <laughs> I don't it's want people so to have a walk you say again. That because when I go, depending on the group that I'm speaking to, and I do a lot of speaking on the topic and on leadership and entrepreneurship in this space, I often walk in and then say, okay, show of hands, how many people, male or female, are looking for a partner with a four-hour erection? You know, it, it's, it was a side effect and it was meant to be a warning, but it became the biggest benefit. And it turns out, you know, not that many people looking for that. Does, it sounds. Does Viagra really keep you hard for four hours, even after ejaculating? You know, it, it's obviously it, it is a potential side effect. I oh, don't wow. think everybody has a four hour erection. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't think, know that. You know, I don't I don't even know if I'd want a 40 minute erection. I mean, <laughs> what the hell? Who wants well, that? It's funny when we were first working on Zestra, when people would say how long it lasts and we would say, you know, you apply it a couple of minutes before you're engaging in activity It peaks in eight to 10 minutes and tails off in 45. And people either had one or two react one of two reactions. They'd say that long. Or that short, you know, depending <laughs> on how old you were in the state of your um, <laughs> sexual life. But you said something else, Karen, that I wanted to go back to, which is, you know, if we as women are waiting for the moment when, you know, the stars are in alignment and the state of your relationship is perfect and your body feels great and you feel good about yourself and the side effects of your medication are minimal if, or non-existent, if you wait for that moment, you know, it's like a, you know, I don't know. It's like a solar eclipse. It's a freaking so unicorn. Things, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of the things that's interesting about many of the products that I've worked with is because they create a, an immediate physical response, it gives your opportunity, gives your brain the opportunity to click in. Hmm. We heard this great analogy from a cl clinician years ago that we've used many times, which is when you think of female sexual response, think of it like a bus ride. Some women don't want to get on the bus. That's lack of desire. Some women get on the bus and they don't enjoy the ride. It's too fast. It's too slow. It's bumpy. It's boring. They've been there before. <laughs> That's a lack of arousal. And some women never get to their ultimate destination, which mm. is lack of orgasm. And for any woman or a person who's interacted with a woman might know if those things aren't working, she's not running back to jump on the next bus. So I love the bus because, arousal. Yeah, uh, I, love I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I will never look at a bus the same way. That is hilarious. Exactly. Exactly. First of all, your book is called Orgasmic Leadership. And it's yeah. all about creating like this booming sex tech space, especially with, with women in sex tech. Uh, yeah. And so I'm curious to know, what your your thoughts are on the future of this whole industry and why it is in a booming state? Uh, I think there are a couple of reasons. First of all, there are many more female entrepreneurs. Just, you know, if as each mm -hmm. day passes, more women start companies. Sure. Secondly, there are a lot more women in positions to invest in companies. Well, I love that in your book, you, you describe not just yourself, but you give 10, pivots 10 questions to all the different people you interviewed. Yeah. That was such a great idea. I, I want to go. Uh, can you go through why you chose to give those 10 questions? Sure. Out? So just for um, folks who are not familiar with the reference. So if you haven't seen, you know, James Lipton, he's a, a guy, professor at the New School in New York, who does this show called Inside the Actor Studio. And over the course of the, I guess, decades the show has been on, he has writers and authors and musicians and actors and activists and people from a whole wide range of creative professions. And he always asks them the same fun questions. And what I liked is because I was delving into what their stories were, what the stories were of the people in the book. And I had interviewed over three dozen CEOs, healthcare uh, practitioners, academics, and entrepreneurs was, is there 
as their stories are so personal and they come at this space from an entirely different perspective and life experience, was there a way that I could have some commonality to how I spoke of, spoke to them so that you could see some maybe patterns across people? There seemed to be a lot in common. Actually, the way you described your own answers, I would have probably, I might have said that every single one the same except for, uh, I think you wanted to be a, uh, some sort of sports player. And the period. Oh, no, that was when you get one of the last questions. Was, you <laughs> That's know, where we there, would differ. If there, yeah. If there is a heaven and you get, you know, to the pearly gates, what do you hope, you know, what do you hope you're greeted with? <laughs> and mine was you were picked first for the boy girl softball team. <laughs> <laughs> if you're game, I would love to have you guys answer the questions. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. OK, so I'll just ask you a couple. Other than the career you currently have, what would you what would be a career you would dream about having? Oh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, you go first, Cam. I think I would be a rock star. <laughs> okay. A rock star, okay. right? I'm actually doing my dream. That, that's, that, actually, that question was asked to me by Cam years ago before we started this. And he's like, well, if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? And I said, I'd be a talk show host. So I'm already doing, I'm already doing my dream. <laughs> so that's awesome. And I did hear that from a lot of entrepreneurs, which is really exciting. Um, what would be the career you would least like to do? Oh, oh man. I think that's where you and I had in common being the, in the janitorial service yeah. business. Because <laughs> you said you're a germaphobe. Yeah, that would probably yeah. be one of my least favorite. Um, I, I don't think I'd want to be a janitor. I, I think I would uh, I would choose to be a janitor over uh, going into like something where I was a quant monkey. When I worked in management consulting, I was like just in doing numbers all day long right in, in, and you feel in excel and i'm like I, if i ever have to go back there that would be the worst it's funny because i want to have a talk show that would be my dream job but i also happen to love excel so i can <laughs> um what is your favorite noise or sound um you can pass because it's your podcast but I, think <laughs> it's, it, I, I had a flood of ideas one is the sound of a meditation bell one is mm -hmm. the sound of like a beautiful like like it, when you're out alone in nature, like a field, you, why mm -hmm. are you laughing at because me? Because we're so shit? different. And then one is like the sound of like really calming, like orchestra playing. Oh. <laughs> okay, is, Karen, what about you? First of all, the sound of laughter. Because yeah. so, it gets me <laughs> laughing. And the second would be the Avett Brothers because oh I, I, get, I get into such a, a, so an funny. incredible comfy mood when I hear the sound of the Avett Brothers, my favorite band right now. Okay, and the last one I'll ask you is what, <laughs> what, turns you, yeah, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Creatively, spiritually, or emotionally. Oh, I think creatively it's when I can access like the most childlike sense of humor uh, that's like from a very vulnerable place or, mm -hmm. or, or see other people doing that. Uh, spiritually, we all know it's me going on a meditation retreat. Uh, mm -hmm. And then emotionally, I think like a deep, uh, when, when I feel very uh, in sync with someone that I'm talking with, like they, they are understanding uh, my emotions and thought patterns and, and, I'm understanding theirs, and yet we're we're still growing together. Wow, that was. Well, I hope you wrote that on your dating profile. I think you get <laughs> right up. <laughs> yeah, he's so deep, and I'm like so shallow. It's unbelievable. I'm like all three of them would be like a really intense conversation with someone. 
um, that I'm just really connecting on or just listening to this incredible music that I just like melt into. I want to know what your thoughts are on the future of this whole industry. Do you see it going in a particular way? I think it's going to get bigger and bigger and it will explode when traditional investors see how much money can be made here. You know, Mm -hmm. with everything else, I really approach this fundamentally from a business perspective supported by an area that I'm, you know, fascinated by. Because the other thing that's happening in the space, which I want to make sure we mention before we close, is that many, many of the people in the space also have a very strong social component to their business. So Mm. they're making money, they're focused on profit, they're 100% business people, but they're very involved in changing the trajectory of people's lives. We have a question for you. Yes. Have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa? Your kids walked in on you? Really? No, thank God. I have been in junior high school. We did walk in on my friend's parents having sex, <laughs> that counts. you know, traumatizing. It was the middle of the day and they were artists and, you know, our parents were working in more um, office related fields and they were musicians and we would, we showed up there after school one day and we wanted to, I don't know, get something out of her mother's closet, a sweater or something. And we walked in and, you know, suffice it to say, we did not head to that end of the house that often after that. (laughs) That was a scary thing to see. (laughs) You had a great story in your book, Orgasmic Leadership, about how you convinced people to start listening to you, these venture capitalists. (laughs) It was a pivotal moment. So I I need you to picture 2008 when the bottom is falling out of the financial market. Two women, um, myself and my longtime business partner, Mary and I head out to Silicon Valley to talk to venture capitalists about raising money for our vagina business. So uh, we have 13 meetings in two days. I'm freaking out. I'd be so intimidated by this. I'm not intimidated about talking in front of 200 horny guys about cougars, but this would intimidate the shit out of me. Well, it's funny you say that because I wasn't the kind of person who wanted to call, you know, mothers in my kids' school to say, can you donate to the bake sale? But apparently I was comfortable going into business meetings and saying, can you invest millions of dollars in this business to build female health? What a so badass. For, for me, I really, I thought of it like aerobic activity. I really like, like getting in there. Um, so the first meeting we go in and we get the first question and obviously they're mostly men. And the first question is easy. How is this different than Viagra? And we give a, what we thought was a very, um, seasoned answer, which is Viagra works as a vasodilator. And because of the male sexual response, that pumps up the hydraulic pump and the system works. And when you go into investment meetings, your primary objective is to get another meeting. Mm. That's really what the first meeting is for. sales 101, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, you want to get one of the partners in the fund to be the champion and sort of push this opportunity through the partnership. That's Mm -hmm. how you raise money. And, And that I'm obviously simplifying it quite a bit. So we didn't get any follow-up questions. We didn't get strategic questions. We didn't get any of the things that you would need to know you're going to get a separate second meeting. What we did get is people giggling, bumping elbows, you know, chatting like you're in the, as I mentioned before, in a, in a locker room or in the back of a, you know, fraternity party. So we leave the first meeting. And, is that because you know, they're all men in the room? Is that what, is that the reason? That, that seemed to be the reason. And you're talking about a topic that they're not terribly comfortable with. Or interested in. Ten- <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I don't necessarily think it's that they're not interested. Some of them aren't interested, but I think the lack of comfort and the systemic discomfort with this whole category um, 
really was more of the driver. So we leave the first meeting. Clearly, we don't leave with any money. So we go on, you know, 10 steps to the right to the next office <laughs> building. And um, they, the first question they ask is, well, you did a clinical study. What does it say about his satisfaction? So we talked about that the study was a pharmaceutical design. It was 13 um, sexual health sites around the country, uh, peer-reviewed, double-blind, placebo-controlled, all the things you would need to know to demonstrate that when the when the product showed up, it could see it was a result of the product as opposed to just the placebo effect. Hmm. So we said, well, the, the study was really based on her satisfaction. Yeah, um, why the fuck and, are they asking yeah. about his satisfaction? That, that Anecdotally, we That's believe the that he... Yeah. Anecdotally, we believe that he, you know, felt like a more able partner or was happier that he um, that he was able to please his partner. But really, in terms of how the product physiologically worked and worked on her systems, it was much less about his physical reaction and much more about her physical and emotional reaction. And same thing, you know, not what keeps you up at night. You know, what's your exit strategy? um, Who are the potential competitors? Any of the questions that would indicate there was some interest in learning more. Right. So we leave this meeting and, you know, Mary and I are thinking this is going to feel like a prison sentence pretty soon as opposed to a business opportunity. Well, this particular day, I don't know what made me look at my wallet. It was either, you know, divine intervention or dumb luck. And I see a hundred dollar bill. So I show the $100 bill to Mary and we get this idea and we huddle and we're having this conversation and we come up with this strategy and we say, listen, we have 11 more meetings. As of right now, we're not leaving with a red nickel and we need millions of dollars to to catalyze this business and grow it the way we want to. Let's just go for it in the next meeting. Let's try something totally different and see if it works. Yeah, we're going rogue. We're going off the grid. So, And the $100 bill was what gave us the inspiration. So we go into the next meeting. Um, and we're all excited. We're thinking, you know, let's see how this works. And I take the hundred dollar bill and I slam it down on the desk loudly. And I say, here's a hundred dollar bill. You know, these guys like to think of themselves as betters. So I said, this hundred dollar bill. And I said, if you ask us a question about the category that we cannot answer, or if you make a sexual innuendo that we haven't heard before, or you say a double entendre that makes us blush, this hundred dollars is yours. (laughs) And then I pause again and I say, she likes it more. She wants to have it more. Now let's talk about the business model. And the reason that was so impactful is I I look at that as my first moment of orgasmic leadership is we basically in that few moments, we sort of said, we're here. We're serious. We cannot be embarrassed. We're serious people talking about a serious business. We get that you might be uncomfortable and that's okay, but bring it on. Wow. Do you use that your own product? I've tried every product that I work with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you consistently use it though? Well, for it's number one, it's not my product anymore uh-huh. because we sold the company. But yes, absolutely. I'm I'm going out and get some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you have a product. Be, be, instead of just talking to these doctors, they're saying, "Oh, it's all in your head," you know, because you know you got to get yourself mentally in the right state. I mean. That, that's the problem is that I think a lot of the doctors aren't even educated as to what to tell women. If you make a really important point, because we had seen research that said only three to 5% of obstetricians and gynecologists spoke to their patients or speak to their patients about arousal, desire, and satisfaction. They'll talk about disease prevention. They'll mm. talk about fertility. They'll talk about menopause. They'll talk about infertility. But this idea of, are you having a satisfying sex life? The closest many of them get is are you experiencing pain? Yep. 
upon intercourse or sexual intimacy or dryness um, or dryness. So it really is none of the, the fun stuff, but it's stuff that you certainly want to deal with to improve your experience. So if, if there's wow. one thing I would say, and one of the things I love about what the two of you are doing is be part of the conversation, learn things, understand the options, you know, investigate products. Don't assume that, you know, what was around for your mother or your grandmother, you know, represents the whole range of your options. If this is serious, take it seriously and do some research. And don't hide. I mean, everybody's so scared to talk about it. Don't hide anymore. Well, they can certainly call you. Yes, text mom anytime. That is our number. Yes, text mom. Oh, I love that. I want to thank you because this has been incredible. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug to our listeners, Rachel? Listen, I love the conversation. So I'd love to hear from people. If you look up orgasmic leadership, um, if you just plug that in, you can read about it. You can see the book. You can download a free chapter. I would love to have more people engaged in the conversation of women's health because I think that's better for us um, as people and it's better for us as we try to really accelerate these businesses. Awesome. And that Zestra is still available, right? If women are interested? Yes, we sold it. It's under another company's name now, but yes, it's still available. Cool. Thank you're, you so much for coming on. You're doing it's such wonderful work, especially. Well, I from, love meeting both of you, and you. I'm sure you hear this all the time. Uh, I feel like I know you uh, for a long time, even though this is my first conversation with Karen and my second with Cam. That's awesome. Oh yeah, because we I, feel the same. We feel the same with you. 